Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 minutes long, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. It also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and upon our spiritual lives. And it helps us to have a better frame of mind to be able to deal with life every day. And boy, there's a lot to deal with these days. We encourage you to always share these short studies with everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around. And you know people who need to do that. Share through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around and get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, talking about and trying to analyze the formula, if you want to think of it that way, that Paul, the apostle, laid out for facing life successfully. Where do we find the power to face life successfully? A whole lot of people boy, they really are struggling dealing with life on a daily basis right now. But it's always really been that way. But right now it seems like there are even heightened challenges and and probably coming at us from different directions now. Some things that maybe we haven't really had to deal with much in the past, but now they're raising their challenging and maybe ugly heads. Well, how do we deal with that? We experience a lot of times in life, and I think just about everybody has this experience, that things seem to be going great for a period of time. But then something changes because life is always in motion, and there are many different circumstances that end up affecting our lives. And it can be illness or injury or financial setback or loss of a job. It can be a relationship problem with a spouse or somebody else in our life. It can be the death of a loved one or an emotional stress that starts to take over, psychological disorder that suddenly rears its head and kind of grabs us by the throat for at least a period of time. A whole host of other developments can arise that all of a sudden seems to turn our life upside down. Well, how do we deal? What do we do? Just getting older can have an effect as well. And many people, they seek professional help through various kinds of doctors and counselors, self-help manuals and seminars and so on. Others try to just deal with it by themselves, and, and that makes it even more difficult perhaps for them. But then a lot of folks, they really take a really negative direction, and they try to just escape from all the pressure, all of the difficulties through alcohol and illicit drugs and maybe other problems that are addictive or situations that are addictive or going in directions that simply make matters worse. So what do we do? Well, we talked about the Apostle Paul, and he had laid out for us in And this was according to his experience, how he had dealt with incredible challenges. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13, he wrote this down. And again, he learned the lesson himself. He said, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content, to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. I know how to, I have learned to be full 
and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, we've been looking at the first, the first step in, or the first part, if you want to think of it as kind of a, a formula for being able to deal with life successfully, and that's that first statement that he made. I have learned in whatever state I am to be content, to be content. Now, Paul, again, he enlightens us. Of course, he's gui- he was guided by God through the Holy Spirit to write this down as Scripture. But what he writes really enlightens us in that our greatest power to succeed, to cope, to effectively deal with life's challenges and difficulties and beatdowns in some cases is, a, is in a right relationship with God through Jesus Christ. So the first part of that, his statement, his analysis I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. We talked about how Jesus stated in Luke chapter 12 and verse 15, take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. And I made the point that some people might say, well, what does contentment have to do with covetousness and What Jesus said, one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things that he possesses. Covetousness is greed, basically, boiled down. And in many cases, it's the idea of you resent somebody else for having something that you would like to have, but you don't have. They've got it, you don't, and you're upset with them over it, and maybe you even hate them over it. You covet what they have. But greed can, can be a broader understanding of covetousness. I just want more. And, and so often when we are facing difficulties in life, almost our instinctive line of thought is, if I could just have more money, that would fix all my problems. Well, Jesus said, look, one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Jesus tells us uh, money is not the answer in every case. And in fact, in a lot of cases, money is not going to make any difference whatsoever. But we just think if I had more money, then I could pay off all these bills. Or if I had more money, I could buy some of those things that I want, that I really think I need, but I can't afford. And sometimes, yeah, no, a lot of times, the things we think we need are really luxuries that we don't really need. We just want. We just want them. I've told the story many times about the young granddaughter who she's grown. She's married. She's got her children. She's living in her own home, but she's in grandma's house one day, and grandma's working around the kitchen, and granddaughter is writing down. She's paying some bills or writing out, you know, figuring out what the budget is for the week or the month or whatever. And, and she, she just says, you know, out loud, boy, it just takes so much money just to pay for the necessities. And grandma responds, darling, a lot of the things you call necessities, we used to call luxuries. <laughs> well, that's the way it is, isn't it? We, there are a whole lot of things we think we need that we don't really need. We just want. We just want. There, there are things we could do without, but we want those things. And the mindset develops it to the point where it's not just a want, it's a need. We need it now. If we just had more money, we could have it. Well, 
Jesus even talked against the idea, he taught against the idea that money is going to solve everything or that money is the end-all, be-all in life and life success. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 23, he said, do not lay up for your do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume, where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So Jesus is getting across there, and when you couple that with Luke chapter 12 and verse 15, as we read a moment ago, that one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things which he possesses, Jesus says, look, again, you need to have that, that primary focus in your life getting to heaven. Your primary focus in your daily living needs to be that spiritual side of your life. Live your spiritual life. Let that be the governor, so to speak, of how you live each day on the physical side, how you think, what your priorities are, and so on. It's, this world is passing away. John, 1 John chapter 2 and verse 17. But our souls go on forever. We need to be getting ready for forever, for eternity. This world for us is going to come to an end one day. Either we're going to die physically, each one of us, or else the Lord's going to come again. And that will bring life in this world to an end. Eternity will be ushered in for us Whichever happens, whether we die first or whether the Lord comes first, we need to be ready for eternity. And that means that 75-inch monster flat-screen TV, that's not going to get us to heaven. The latest, greatest new car is not going to get us to heaven. A 12-room mansion is not going to get us to heaven. We have to stay in the right relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Now, Hebrews chapter 13, beginning with verse 5. Here the Hebrews writer writes, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Well, there's that word again, isn't it? And that instruction, stay away from covetousness. And then right away, next he says, Be content with such things as you have. That's what Paul said. Paul said, I've learned in whatever state I am, to be content. So the Hebrews writer reiterates that. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Who is the he there? God. God has said, as long as we walk with him in faithfulness, obedience, consistently, he's not going to leave us. He's going to be right there with us. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me. Well, if God is with us, what can man do to us? If God is with us, that's a majority. (laughs) God is all-powerful. And so the Hebrews writer, again, don't get all caught up in materialism. Don't get all caught up in money. Stay focused on God. Stay focused on God in the way that you live your life, the way that you think, how you do, how you act, how you speak. Keep that spiritual focus. Learn to be content because God will always take care of you. One way or another, 
In the long run, God will always take care of you if you're always walking with him faithfully and obediently. Well, let's stop here. We'll continue on next time. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you for, oh, thank you for loving us so much and letting us love you. Thank you for making the way for us to walk with you through Jesus Christ in forgiveness and salvation, being able to look forward with expectation to eternal life with you in heaven. Thank you, Father. Help us to keep that focus and to not get all caught up in the ways of the world, which includes thinking that money is all we need. Mm. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.